I'm Greg Daller-Coltman. Welcome to Ellipses Thinking, a podcast dedicated to exploring the nature of the creative journey in process. If an ellipses builds the perfect bridge from where we have been and are now to where we're next meant to be, then what intrigues me most lives between those three tiny dots. Having wrapped on my first season of Ellipses thinking does not mean that the thinking, especially the dreaming part of thinking, ever wraps. And so while I'm in the midst of that reflective space and beginning to see the directions for a new second season emerge, I'd love to leverage this forum to promote another thinker whose dreaming is about to take flight in a brand new series from the Ordinary Podcasting Network. The first episode of Off the Shelf, a podcast dedicated to spreading and sharing a love of literature, is scheduled to drop on July 1st, and I am joined by its host, my niece, Julia Coleman. Welcome. Thank you. So I understand that the idea for the podcast springs from your own personal love of literature and the power of language to build and strengthen and and stir community. Can you tell me a bit more about your personal relationship with words and the worlds they create and, and also how this has inspired the project? Yeah, cool. So I have always been a reader. Um, I've loved books ever since I can remember. And I really thought I um, knew better than my own past, I guess, when I started university, because I was like, I don't want to study books. I don't want to dig into literature. I don't want to do English because it's going to be too much analyzation. I don't want to do that. And then I got into my English classes and I was like, no, this is all I like. You pushed away from it a little bit as you got into university. That That's interesting to me. I wonder how common mm-hmm. that is. Was your focus English as you began? Um, not when I began. Um, I, was, I was initially going to go into journalism. So I was going to do English as a minor, um, but I wanted to major in politics. Um, and then I switched that around as I... <laughs> as I went. Um, but yeah, I, I tried to push away. I tried to keep books as just a, a complete hobby, but then I took a couple English classes and I was like, no, I like talking about books. I like hearing other people talk about books. It's fun. That's all yeah. I like doing. So the literature pushed back. Yeah, it really, yeah. It, it chose me. <laughs> uh, so as I said at the beginning, the podcast is titled Off the Shelf, which plays well for a book talk or a virtual book club. But I understand you settled on uh, that title for a, a variety of reasons. So why Off the Shelf? Yeah, so um, at first it was just a, a call to myself because during university I bought so many books. Um, both because I was reading a lot. And so I had a lot of recommendations from profs and from other students. Um, So I bought a lot and I also did not have any time to read. So I have a pile, a stack, multiple stacks, multiple shelves. And so it became like a, a call to myself to take books off of the shelf and actually read them for once in four years. Yeah. Um, The other is just a question to myself, like what happens when we take books off of our shelves? Like, do we read them and we then we finish them and we put them down and we never think about them again? Or do we take them into our lives and take them into our hearts? So, what I love about that is it, is it really highlights um, 
the importance of not just listening to the questions that we're living in at any point, but in your case, the opportunity to, to jump and, uh, and jump fully into sort of this experiment of living. So honoring the nature of experimentation by not jumping to assumptions about what might emerge, um, what are you hoping you might discover for yourself through this podcast? I, I hope that I discover loves that I've never known were there before. Um, something that I, that happened to me in university and doing a lot of English classes was that I had to read a lot of books I didn't want to read. Um, but then listening to people talk about them and listening to profs really dig into them. Sometimes it's still, I was like, no, I I can't get done with that. But a lot of the time it made it, I don't know exactly what it needed to be for whatever I needed at that time. So it was a very humbling and very lovely experience Mm. so again embracing your own learning Mm -hmm. and extending that into a community of others who love it and and love to talk about it Mm -hmm. and I think I keep on kidding myself that I'm happy to be done school and I'm never going back but I know I'm going to go back (laughs) that's great that's great so talk to us about the structure um, of, of this podcast what, what are you thinking and, and how can listeners it sounds like it's more than just listening to Julia talk about books that she is reading and, and wanting to uh, uh, to share her thoughts on what, what might a listener or a participant experience yeah so um, for myself I'm I'm wanting to run it as a kind of a book club I've always wanted to start a book club and I've never been successful in it Um, So it's kind of, that's kind of my um, inspiration and like original structure. My hope is that people will um, listen and engage and um, love it as much as I do reading books. Um, I'm happy to take recommendations from people because I love buying books. I get the strong image of you being one of many who have a lot on the shelf. You know, yeah. we talk about having a lot on a lot on the go, but but a lot on the shelf is the stuff that that hasn't necessarily been able to be yet on the go. And and I wonder in your in your invitation for recommendations, if that isn't also a lovely way to frame it, which is what's on your shelf. You know, what mm-hmm. what what's what's the next volume that's ready to drop off and into your lap yeah. and into our yeah. lives. Yeah, like where I'm going with this, like for myself, I just want to encourage myself to read more um, and to really think about what I'm reading. Mm -hmm. But I want to encourage other people to do that too, because I feel like a lot of people don't make time to read or don't think that they don't love reading or don't like it because they don't have time for it. Um, But I think when you really put in the time, you realize that there is so much there that Mm -hmm. you don't realize until you dig in. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's interesting, as you say, I've always wanted to you know, initiate a book club, which so often are made up of friends in our existing networks. And maybe there's crossover. You brought somebody that I didn't know. But in this case, you're really opening it up to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, exciting? Terrifying? Both? All, all of the above, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and I guess I'm curious, as you think about it, how that might, how that might shift the the user experience yourself being one of those users right what what Mm -hmm. do you imagine might be possible 
I think there's so much opportunity for connection there to other people. Um, to put it very like very basically and very make it sound very small for a very big thing. Um, I think over the last couple of years, we have had so much that we've missed out on with other people. Um, so it's just a, a way of getting back to realizing that other people are wonderful. <laughs> and um, yeah, just getting to actually connect with people again, connect our brains to other people. Mm. I don't know, I miss that personally. <laughs> yeah. And again, with, with no other agenda than curiosity and, and, and a shared mm-hmm. love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing how often that word connection is dropping into conversations. And obviously, as you point out, you know, the, the ease with which we connected and took it for granted, you know, was, was, rem- mm-hmm. was, was certainly made more complicated in the last two years. And, uh, and so I just, I, I love the creative energy that I'm sensing in your willingness to follow, you know, from the ideas in your head to the voice that will soon get a chance to tune in and hear on air. Mm-hmm. But lots of people have great ideas and uh, somewhere along the way, you know, allow them to, to, to sort of slip onto the other side of the shelf, if you will. But, you know, if it, cause it's hard, it's hard enough to, to, to get, to get to the starting line, let alone begin the race. So what was the mm-hmm. hardest for you just to overcome in the process of beginning this podcast of, of getting ready to launch it to the world? Um, honestly, I think it's the same struggle that I had throughout my entire degree. And that's realizing that I have things to say and that like, I don't know, I would listen to a lot of people talk sometimes and think, wow, they're so brilliant. They have so many thoughts. I wish I had thoughts. Um, and I do. And that matters. And I think Absolutely. like coming, coming into that place where I realized like, hey, I have thoughts too. Whoa, no way, I have a brain. Um, yeah, I just, I think that's so important to realize that like, you have, like, there's a reason why you're here. Mm. <laughs> and people people care about what you have to say because you care about what other people have to say. So why wouldn't people care about what you? Mm. Well, I can tell you, you know, we've lived in opposite or different provinces throughout all of your life until the last couple of months. But Mm. when we would connect, um, we knew that in the mind and in the soul of the youngest of five, and you're talking about how do I find a voice? But in that, in, in that, in that person uh, of Julia, uh, nobody's ever been fooled that you didn't have a lot going on in, in, in your thought process and looking for the stage to be able to find that voice to play out. So bravo to you. I mean, so many, so many, too many young people, older people and women and men give their voice away or allow it to mm-hmm. be allow it to become smaller and smaller so I just think I just think that's that's so fabulous well thank you so Julia if um if you're familiar with with the ellipses thinking the show I host you might know that at the end of each of those episodes I take an imaginary leap forward and so I've, I've modified that slightly but I would love to ask if at the end of next year you overheard someone that 
at the food court, someone you'd never met talking to their friend about off the shelf, this podcast that they have to listen to, tune in. What would you hope to hear them say? I guess I would hope to hear them say that it encourages them to think in a way that they've never thought before because that's what university did for me. And I think that's been one of the most important and lovely things I've ever had. So I think to have that, have something that I created, give that feeling to somebody else would just be wonderful. Hmm. Well, I, and so clear in that statement, I, I can pretty much guarantee that, that you will. You may not hear them say it out loud, but uh, it's just a lovely gift that you're opening up to, to, to others who have been waiting for that. So thank you so much for, for this. Best of everything on this launch, July 1. Um, and, and anybody interested in, in jumping on, in participating in any capacity, I suspect that with that first episode, you're going to open up the, the rules of the game and, 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 and how and where. And, and so, so I will leave that for you to, to introduce to your listeners. Um, off the Shelf, uh, produced by Ordinary Podcasting Network. You can subscribe on Apple or anywhere you meet your listening needs. And remember, July 1, join Julia for Off the Shelf. Thank you. Thank you. Ellipses Thinking is a proud member of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. It is produced by Jordan Dollar-Coltman and Greg Dollar-Coltman. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Thanks for listening. As a resident of Vancouver Island, I wish to acknowledge that I am a visitor on the traditional lands of the Coast Salish people, including the territories of the Snonoas and Qualicum people. The first peoples have been here for over 10,000 years, their ancestors still here with us in the sky, the land, the ocean, and all of the beings that share this sacred place. As a settler, I gratefully embrace the opportunities for growth as integral to my personal journey of collaboration and reconciliation as I learn and further support the possibilities that lay ahead. I remain committed to practicing my craft in a decolonized space.